You're listening to The Crunch with Cam Slater. Right here on RCR, Reality Check Radio. As National enact a New Zealand first into, into negotiations to form a government, you have to admire the message discipline from all parties. They've steadfastly declined to have negotiations conducted via the media. It's admirable, necessary, and wonderful all at the same time. It shows that unlike the media who are trying every pathetic trick in the book and puerile stunts to try and get a read on things, the politicians are taking these negotiations seriously. It's necessary because our mainstream or legacy media are no longer reporters of the news. They're literally the media party pushing propaganda and their own agendas. And it's wonderful because it shows just how facile and puerile the New Zealand media really are. Over the past few days, we've seen the unedifying spectacle of mainstream journalists as they seek to create stories out of nowhere. They're so put out that neither Christopher Luxon nor David Seymour, nor especially Winston Peters, will speak to them. They're very put out that their inane and facile questions aren't being answered. It all started with Glenn McConnell from Stuff getting all outraged because Winston Peters read him his highly questionable pedigree. McConnell breathlessly wrote that Winston Peters had evaded questions after the final results of the election were released, and he claimed that Peters is the only one of the three coalition leaders to have avoided political reporters since the Electoral Commission confirmed the results on Friday. Well, so what? There's no obligation for Winston Peters to speak to anyone, and certainly not activist journalists who have taken scant interest in either Mr Peters or New Zealand First. And that's the thing. The legacy media studiously and deliberately ignored New Zealand First, their candidates, and their policies. And now they're acting all surprised that no one wants to talk to them, or worse, that these politicians are happy to talk to me or Sean Plunkett or Radio Waitia. But none are more angry about that than David Fisher, one of the most disingenuous journalists I've ever had the displeasure in meeting and interacting with. He emailed me, my mates, and started calling people on some wonky jihad because he's upset that Winston Peters gave me his only post-election interview on election night, ironically, while David Fisher was consuming the free kai and booze at the New Zealand First Party. And here's one of his 10 questions to me. Congratulations on your election night interview with Mr. Peters, which is all the more extraordinary given it took place before Mr. Peters thanked his supporters, which has always been a priority for him on election night. It would appear to be the only interview Mr. Peters carried out for weeks after the election. What is it about your approach to political interviews that made for a compelling election night pitch to Mr. Peters? And can you believe it? Talk about professional jealousy. Talk about bent out of shape. He's pissed off that I, not him, the trained and skilled New Zealand Herald journalist, got an interview with Winston Peters on election night. David Fisher thinks he's special. He thinks he's the best. He's wrong on both counts. Winston Peters would have been well aware of David Fisher's nasty article two days before the election criticising both Winston Peters and New Zealand First 
for their traditional aftermatch function at the Duke of Marlborough in Russell that they have each and every election. But seriously, asking me how to approach politician and securing interviews? How old is this guy, 12? But you know why it is that politicians give us here at Reality Check Radio interviews? Because we give them a fair hearing. Because we let them speak. Because we don't interrupt them. And because we haven't got an axe to grind. Have a listen to all of my interviews. They're illuminating, they're insightful, and they're informative. They're all the things David Fisher is not. But let's get back to the banal questions legacy media are putting to the politicians. Glenn McConnell helpfully gave us a list. Get this. How negotiations were progressing. Well, none of your business, Glenn. Why has he not responded to the ACT Party as its leader, David Seymour, said attempts to reach out had been ignored? Who cares? Maybe Winston Peters doesn't do text messages. Maybe David Seymour is so out of touch with the generational divide, he used a message forum that Winston Peters doesn't use. Or how about if Seymour would make a good finance minister or could be one? Or is that even an option? I mean, this is ridiculous. And when he would start speaking to political reporters again? Well, he hasn't stopped speaking, you dolt. He just talks to reporters and radio show hosts he trusts not axe-grinding fifth columnists. He talks to reporters and journalists who actually do their work. Peter's hit out at stuff, though, and it tells you everything you need to know. He said to McConnell, Listen, sunshine, you didn't want to know what I was saying before the election. Now you want to talk to me after. You have to laugh, don't you? They don't get it, and long may that continue. Stuff then tried a different approach sending Amberly Jack out to the campaign launch for the Port Waikato by-election. Instead of reporting what happened, we got a thinly-veiled hatchet job showing just how childish and bent stuff reporters are. Get this. This is an example of what she wrote. As the time neared for the Kingmaker's arrival, the room filled quickly. More turned up than anticipated. More plastic chairs were brought in. One young teen stood out amongst the crowd. His hair was one of the few that retained its natural melanin. I mean, what the actual ageist, abusive, churlish, yes, news, not even close. Yet this is what stuff wants us to believe is quality journalism. It's rubbish, not even news, axe grinding as your prop. Little wonder then that the politicians won't speak to them. They are only showing the journalists the level of respect the journalists show the politicians. They're only picking up what the journalists are laying down. So why are they surprised? But then we get this little piece of puerile nonsense from One News, and I quote, New Zealand First Leader Winston Peters has arrived in Wellington ahead of a meeting with his caucus, kicked off a two-minute walk through the airport where he ignored reporters' questions. It echoes a similar scene during the campaign where Peters ignored 27 questions as he walked from the arrivals lounge to a taxi. Well, whoopee. And the questions? Well, again, they helpfully provide them. Again, I'm quoting. 
Greeting Peters as he arrived at Wellington Airport, reporters asked a range of questions, including, how are you feeling? How are you doing today? Have you spoken to Mr. Seymour? Are you worried the ACT Party is going to hold up negotiations? Is that a bottom line for you, the pension age? How long will negotiations take? Anything nice to say about David Seymour? Have you spoken to David Seymour yet? And one reporter even offered to carry Peter's carry-on suitcase down a flight of stairs for him. I'm just being nice, genuinely, the reporter said. Yeah, whatever. Imagine if Winston Peters had accepted that offer to carry his suitcase. You can just see it now, can't you? One News with a lead the evening's news bulletin with Winston Peters unable to carry his own suitcase has to be helped by the media. Is he able to still be in coalition? Yeah, media, nice try. These journalists are facile, churlish dolts, undeserving of any answers, and it's high time that politicians treated them with the contempt they deserve. And if I were Winston Peters, the very next words out of my mouth would be, it's time to defund the media. And then I'd set about ensuring that the new government put a moratorium on all government advertising for at least six months, forcing these lazy scumbags to start having to work for their living. Take away their state funding in all its forms and then see how they cope with that. They are the enemy of the people, attention-seeking haters and wreckers who are a large part of the problem we face in New Zealand, and it's time to take a wrecking ball to them. The media are incensed they're being ignored, so much so they have a wilting cauliflower on News Hub. Yes, the same News Hub, the media with their cap out, begging the politicians for more state funding to keep them afloat. The same News Hub that's owned by the multi-billion global conglomerate Discovery, and they want their hands filled with our taxpayers' dollars. But right now, though, Winston Peters is doing exactly what I voted for him to do, and he's giving the media the long handle, which is what they deserve. You've been listening to The Crunch with Cam Slater. Remember, you can check out the replays for today's show on our website at www.realitycheck.radio forward slash replays. Tune in every Thursday at 4 p.m. for more with Cam Slater. Right here on RCR, Reality Check Radio.